Hello and thanks for joining us on HearthCast, episode number 376 for patch 7.3.5. We talk about World of Warcraft and the rest of the Blizzard universe. This is Freckleface. And this is Rue. Coming up, we'll get caught up with you. We take a look at questing in the World of Warcraft and story time with Freckleface, the bravest little bat on Argus. This show is made possible through the kind support of our Patreon. Just like Justin and Tinker, who both unlocked legendary status this month, and will be entered into our monthly prize drawing from our HearthCast loot chest. To find out more about how you can join our ranks, visit patreon.com slash EIPS. So hey there, Freckleface! Hey there, Roots! Tell me about your week in the uh, Blizzard universe. Uh, can I talk about something outside the Blizzard universe first? Sure, okay, ready? Ready? Yeah. Hey there, Freckleface! Hey there, Roots! Tell me about your week outside the Blizzard universe. <laughs> okay, now you can. Oh, okay, thank you. Thank you for that. Alright, but okay, now you can't so talk about anything but, so ready? Okay. Hey there, Freckleface! <laughs> hey! Tell me about your week in the gaming universe. Now you can talk about anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, now now it's sad. open within. Yeah. I have my proper confinement. Yeah, proper confinement. Gaming. Subjects. Yes, gaming. 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 Yes. Okay. So this is follow up to last week. I was talking about the fashion game that was going on and the event that was about to happen that had all the community just, you know, enraged. The, yeah, everybody was not loving I Love Nikki. No, they were not. They were very angry. They were boycotting this event. They said it's preying on people. They were not happy about it. So the event comes around, and as it turns out, there are three outfits you can get from the event. One of them you get just by logging in every day. Very simple. The other two you get by spending your energy during the event. Your energy? Your energy. How do you gain energy? Just through time. It's like any other mobile game. You get a certain amount of energy per hour. If you want to keep playing after your energy is spent, you just spend your paid currency or in this case diamonds to refill it or you wait and it recharges on its wait. own exactly kind of like rested xp no except you can't buy it. no no no, no. <laughs> not even no, close no, no, to rested no, xp none of that all right <laughs> so the other two you get by spending your energy on on stuff you'd spend it on anyways so you're not even dumping resources just into this event you're dumping your resources into stuff that you're going to dump to anyway so you would have been the people who are boycotting this game uh, this is just how you normally play the it's game how you normally play and they're rewarding you for normally playing normally the game. playing so like the second outfit you can get it easily by just playing normally okay the third outfit you'll get eventually if you start spending your paid currency ah, right okay. so, so there energy. is a level in there yeah so like in it's not even predatory on on most levels because if you're just like okay i'm going to save up my, my extra stamina i'm going to save up my my diamonds, I'll spend them during this event. That way I get the stuff that I'm spending the diamonds on and I get this extra stuff. So whatever. And the very top reward for like the top 200 players is a background. So it's not even something that you can use in competitions. Okay. No advantage to it. But they didn't. you didn't know this ahead of time. You didn't no, know didn't what the know rewards were going to be. No, no, no. You got a background in your game. Yeah. Now what is hilarious to me is hilarious. that is that people are still claiming to be boycotting the event because they're not spending money, they're not making transactions, but they are using up all of their diamonds. So they're using the diamonds, which is part of the Which is something you paid for. Right. And it's part of how you get rewards in this competition. No. no? It's something separate. Okay, but so basically, if you wanted to refill your stamina yeah. to get ahead in the competition, uh -huh. you would use your diamonds to refill your stamina. Got it. 
the diamonds, yeah, you get, you get a few free every day, but most of the time you're buying them. So what I'm saying is like people are like, oh, I'm boycotting the event. I'm not spending any money. But they are spending the currency that they paid for already <laughs> Okay. during the event, which means the next event that comes around when they would have had a nice stash of diamonds to spend on. Now they don't have anything. Now they're going to buy and spend money sooner than they would have. Which they, means overall they're not They're not boycotting, boycotting it. They're not at all. So they think that's going to make a difference. Like, oh, they're going to suffer because nobody spent money on the event. It's like, you know what it reminds me of? What's that? Do you remember back when gas prices were really high and um, there was these email chains that would go around and tell people to, like, not buy gas on a certain day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, what on earth good would that do? No, You're just going to buy gas, gas the day before or the day after? <laughs> you, need, you still need gas. You still need, you're still going to use the amount of gas you use unless you make a lifestyle change. Yeah. Get rid of your car, get a bike. It's the same thing with this. Like, if you... <laughs> If you spend your money before and after the event in protest of this event, <laughs> you're, you're not hurting anybody. You're not doing anything. You're just making yourself feel better. And I did stop myself from getting into an argument on the internet over this whole thing. I, I, I almost commented on a few different threads about it. I'm like, you know what? It makes them feel better to pretend like they're boycotting. Whatever. You <laughs> do, go. do they understand what the word boycott means? I don't think they do. Because if all it is is just not spending your money, I boycotted the last Hearthstone expansion because I didn't buy the pre-order, and my boycott worked because <laughs> it was fifty packs for fifty dollars. Now it's seventy packs for fifty dollars. Have you ever been in New Hampshire? No. Are you boycotting them? Shame on you. <laughs> Why are you boycotting New Hampshire? What do they ever do to you? That <laughs> was the whole thing. Is like I. I boycott uh, lima uh, beans. Why would you do that? They're good. I hate lima beans. <laughs> Therefore, enough. I boycott them. Fair enough. I have never bought a skirt in my life. Ergo, I boycott skirts. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Let me ask you this. Okay. I, I have purposely, purposely went out of my way to never, never, never watch the movie Titanic. Okay. That's a boycott? I don't know. Like, I didn't go see it in the theaters. I didn't didn't go with anybody. Like, my wife went with her friends. I'm like, go, oh, I'm not watching it. I know how it ends. Seen it, you know? <laughs> and then people start talking about it. Don't care. <laughs> I think there has to be some sort of ideological reason. And you, uh, have to, okay. and you have to withdraw all of your business from that company. Then it wasn't a boycott. <laughs> like, if, like if... I still like uh, that Cameron's uh, movies, the other stuff he does. James Cameron. James Cameron, yeah. Yeah, phenomenal yeah I feel guy. like... Just, if you're like, I hate that this movie existed, and I'm just never going to watch anything by James Cameron again. Okay, so like, yeah, like, maybe, or I'm gonna never going to watch anything from that studio again. Now that so a lot of people uh, from the Vietnam War era uh, in Korean or Vietnam, you know, um, protested anything with Jane Fonda in it. All right, and anything that was associated with Jane Fonda, like it, it went to a very long degree. Yeah. Like products, never buy that product because Jane Fonda at one point in time in her, in her career endorsed she blew that her product. Nose on it or yeah. something, yeah. So that would be a boycott. But yeah, me not watching Titanic, not really a boycott. No, it's not really a boycott. And, and that's what I think is funny about this whole thing of like them throwing in the word boycott for this event. It's like clearly you like the game, you're playing every day. A true boycott would be, you know, this this event offends me, so I'm not going to log in at all during the game. They're not going to. They're going to see a decrease in activity. 
from all the players because people have done like a protest but not logging in, not spending their uh, diamonds that they have saved up. That would have been fine. But they're just... <laughs> <laughs> They're just saying we're, we're not going to spend any money during this event. We'll spend it before and after, before and that's and okay. After, yeah. It's like no, like any event that comes around that I think like okay, they're going to sell that outfit for twenty dollars. I think that's too much for me. I'm not going to I'm not going to buy it. And that's the extent of it. It doesn't have to be a big dramatic thing. The same thing, like I said with Hearthstone, I don't particularly care for those fifty dollar packs. I don't want to spend fifty dollars at a time on Hearthstone. I will spend twenty. I did that um, year of the Mammoth Bundle. Yeah, there's a new bundle out now. It's even better. Is there? It's like 70, I think, I saw. Oh, the pre- yeah, that's the pre-sale. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I think they, they're they doing that because a lot of players feel very similar to the way I do in that they don't want to be obligated to spend $50 every three months because it's a lot. Um, so they're I think they're testing how much people are willing to spend by throwing in you know the $20 bundle and then making that $50 bundle be uh, more valuable by adding the 20 extra packs. So I, I think it does work, obviously. If, you know, if something is too overpriced, you're like, I don't think it's worth it, you know, don't buy it. If enough people don't buy it, they will adjust the price. Yeah. Eventually. Eventually. <laughs> people can be so dramatic. You know, I, we, we come across that a lot in games, too. And, like, yeah, I will try to be involved with the community like with this with this game I joined um, a subreddit and I joined a discord and some Facebook groups and I got very overwhelmed by all the negative talk mm. and ended up just dropping all of them sure I can see yeah. that so did you do anything in the world of Warcraft at all this week oh totally I did um, I started to recruit the Lightforge Drain Eye I like that so that quest. was yeah that was pretty cool yeah. so I, yeah I got exalted with uh, Army of the Light Went to the embassy, um, went through the little beacon thing to go to the Vindicar, and teamed up with Tapari. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> that guy cracks me he up. He said his name often enough. You think I'd remember it. <laughs> but he said, yeah, with that accent, it's kind of hard. <laughs> He's funny. I liked him. I had, I had a really weird situation with that, though, because uh, I got down to the last boss, which is down in the bottom of the cave. And killed the boss but I was either standing in something bad or he had put a dot on me I don't know but the boss died the quest was marked as complete and then I died okay so then I released and now nothing on the map little swamp area is showing up as place I should go oh weird because I had completed the quest sure and I, I saw that the dude had summoned a beacon and had gone through it as I was laying there and I was like okay well he's just going to the Vindicar Instead of trying to get back to where I was, I have no idea where I was because it's not on the map anymore. I'll just hearth back, go to the Vindicar. So I go back. The NPC is not there. Nope. At all. I was very confused. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I had to have gone through the beacon, but I can't go through the beacon because I already left the scenario. And I can't redo it because it's already marked as complete. So I ended up putting in a ticket. And they said, go to Wowhead (laughs) and... They actually did not. It was, they are actually very helpful. Really? They okay. told me to go back to the embassy, that there would still be a beacon open that would take me to an instance version of the Vendicar, uh, and the NPC would there be there. You go. So I did that, turned it in, got my mount, got the unlock thing. I haven't made a, uh, a Draenei yet, Lightforge Draenei. I have not either. I'm not sure if I will. I'm, 
In general, I'm not interested in Draenei. I, I had do love one. Draenei. Yeah, I had one named Squid Cash. Oh yeah. <laughs> but it's a bit. Last week we also went through the trial of style. It was uh, the very last day for it. I had a group of two other friends, and we rigged it. You rigged it. What do you rigged mean you rigged it? it? Mm. Um, we rolled in party chat, and whoever got the highest roll, we the other two agreed to vote for that person every time they came up. Okay, and then once that person won, then it was between the other two people, yeah. and then and okay. the other two rolled, and then made sure that person got a win. It was hard because it was a group of six people. Oh, okay. I thought you said three. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. So our party was three people. Okay. Once you went to the instance, it was a group of six. Ah. So three of us, three strangers. Uh, the first time it worked and I got the first place, the second time we tried it, they, they didn't win. Because the other people rigged it too. They probably had four people. <laughs> no, they can have four people. They nice. had, maybe they have their own three. Okay. It was just something about the way that the matchups were. Like the first time it didn't go through. The second time it was fine. And then with the third person, me again had to do it twice. I had I had such mixed feelings about it, you know, because on the one hand, you know, I wanted that shirt, I wanted that achievement. That was the only way to guarantee it was to get into a group. But then I feel bad for the people in a group. I'm like, they're not gonna, they're not gonna get anything. The people in the overall group, not your party, right? Oh, they're scamming it too. Unless they're a single person, in which case, I, well, that's the thing. It was I think it was three single people, and like the only way I could think to be the most ethical was to get uh, three more people in there. So like, what would, if you went with a group of six or a group of five? Group of six, yeah, I would. You can't group with six people because you can't join it as a raid, I don't think. Might be able to. Maybe right. I'll change the raid and queue up. Because it's technically a raid once you get in there. Is it? Well, I guess not. Yeah. People. So we'll try it, though. Well, see, here's the problem. And this, I had this dilemma in my mind. Um, I thought about whispering some people who we grouped with and be like, hey, join our group. We'll make sure you get our win since you went through this whole thing and didn't have a shot. But then I'd be banking our group go through it one more time. And if we were to get a random person in there, do we let them go first and risk them? No, they won't. They won't reciprocate. Risk them staying, yeah. <laughs> or do we make them wait? And then they're wondering if we aren't going to kick them out once we got what we need from them. You know, you yeah. have to trust the person. Or go with your guild or something. Yeah. It's basically if that if it is not RNG, which it's not, which it relies on other people to vote. That means the votes can be swayed and skewed. And it's yeah, just absolutely. Oh well. Did you win? Uh, yeah, I got Congrats. it. We all we all got the first place. Y'all got it. So. Y'all got it. Good. So it was fine. I wait till next month and I'll get it next month. It's next year or next year. Yeah. Has it already been a year since the last one came up? Yes, it has. Does not seem like that long to me. I also played a little bit of Hots, and it has been a few months since I played it all. It's been a minute. Yeah. Then a little bit. Did you uh, remember everything? Come back to you pretty quick. Muscle yeah, memory. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. It does to me. I mean, I only play Lily and Mouth, but Mouth is good. Yeah, when I do play them, and I mean, I have to do a little bit of like remembering everything, and I have to write stuff down. Your talents. I, yeah, I, I yeah. kind of pre-plan what I'm going to hit. That way, when a talent thing pops up, I know you're not saying they're reading. Yeah, that's smart. So I I read it and I go, okay, this is the build that I want to go with, and then I write down what number that's going to be. And then when it pops up, I can just pop, pop, done. Get right back into whatever I was doing. Healing people. That's smart. Yeah, yeah we only did uh, AI. Because we had a group of four of us. I've just decided I don't want to do quick match unless I'm just in a group of five people that we all know each other. That's fair. Yeah. 
I saw the voice chat pop up. We didn't go into it. Oh, yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah, you know, my husband was just like, nope, not going to do that. <laughs> That's so funny. So my other friend, like, she she has, she has stopped playing even a few months before I did. But she's like, what's this voice chat thing? It's like, well, you know how you group with random people? It's like, that way you can talk to them. And she says, why on earth would you do that? <laughs> Who'd want to talk like, to somebody like, to, to, to coordinate exactly? your gameplay? That just sounds, I don't know. So you can have someone ruin your day by screaming at you instead of just, you know, typing nasty things. Yeah. I don't know. But I don't want to say too much about the voice chat. Like You can it, always leave voice chat. You do. I I really want to get in there and try it out and just to... Just to see what the level of toxicity is. See, uh, you do this, but you have a, a streak. And do I? Yeah. What kind of streak are you talking about? Like, you have a little bit of a trolley streak. Like, if it was too quiet, you would probably say something off the wall just to test the waters. Yeah. Like the one time you were a raid leader in an LFR. <laughs> <laughs> Listen up! <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then, like, immediately a guy's like, nope, and left <laughs> right after that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I I, do want to kind of get a feel for what it's actually like. I I'll jump in there with you. Okay. I don't want to sit there and say no, this is a terrible idea without trying it out. I'll just say that. Yeah. We'll, I want to try uh, it out before I. We'll schedule that and okay. we'll try that. It might be fun. Okay. It has to be against AI, though, because I'm horrible at odds. <laughs> so I've been spending a lot of time on PX. Uh, he's like 49, I think. PX49. Yeah, it's, it's every week. It's a PX, <laughs> that's whatever. Yeah. You got it stuck in my head now. Yeah. It's it's what's prompted a lot of the, t- the content for today, the questing that we're going to look at, because I've been doing a lot of questing with uh, him and our other, our, our tunes, our Nightborns. Our Nightborns that we're leveling. I'm on the fence on whether or not I should just go ahead and boost PX or not. I would miss out on the armor set. Yeah, you would. And that's about it, because professions, blah, I don't right. care. I can get professions up in three minutes or maybe a little longer, but still. I don't know if the armor set's worth it or not. Okay. So I'm just, I'm on the fence. But you've already leveled him to 49, so they kind of negate all the time you've been into it. Yeah, that's the other thing. There, there gets a point where you might as well just finish. Yeah. And without boosting, you might as well just complete the quest, you know, the questing efforts. I mean, you could... Finish it and then boost a different night elf or void elf. That way you get you would get the armor set and have a boosted tune. That's true. I was running around doing quests and I ran into something that destroys your time going back in time questing theory. A time traveling theory. Yes. That going going to older places in the Azeroth is going back in time. Correct. It destroys it. So I was in Ashenvale. Okay. And I ran into a guy from Argus who gave me an Argus quest to collect resources for the efforts on Argus, the invasion. Uh, that don't make any sense. Yeah. But it kind of does because you're there as a void elf. Yeah. But it doesn't <laughs> because it doesn't fit in the rest of it. Right. Uh, and the first thing, he had like some title of Argus. And I was like, that's interesting. And then he yeah. gave me a quest because of the... the uh, He's the, a time traveler too. Oh. I thought yeah. maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe they t- traveled back in time because you they knew you were there and he's right. gonna collect to travel back. Yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. I just this makes me feel very uncomfortable. I don't like this. I I want things to be neat and be able <laughs> to be and explained. Yeah. This you couldn't explain it. I 
Ugh, why? Why Blizzard? <laughs> and then I jumped into uh, a random dungeon, uh, and we're going through. It was actually um, Scarlet Monastery. And we ran in, and the tank was, like, overzealous, pulling, like, every mobs he could pull he was As pulling. As tanks are wont to do. And oft. Yeah, he ticked me oft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The rest, of, we made it through, even though there were like a ton of, we got to, to, through, through to the first boss, the guy up there at the staircase at the end, and he's the, you get the little sword for the quest right past him, but I guess we weren't going fast enough for the tank, and he quit right after that boss, with words of, of wisdom to us oh, all. Okay. It wasn't yeah. like, because my first was thought it, I, Was it a benediction? Yeah. Or the opposite? Uh, whatever. I, well, I don't know. I don't know what that word means. Were they right kind now. words? No. Okay. <laughs> they were not kind. They were a kind of word. <laughs> they were not nice words. <laughs> uh, he was not. Yeah. Um, he was not happy with our group. We were making it through. I mean, he pulled everybody. Like he'd run around. Like stop pulling. <laughs> so were people dying? We did not die. So what's his problem? Time, I guess. We weren't okay. killing fast enough. All right, so he's going to be stuck with a deserter debuff for 30 minutes because he couldn't stomach another five minutes in the dungeon? It would have been a little longer because that was just the first boss. Uh, well, still, even even still, those dungeons are like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes a little long, but, you know, I don't know. Oh, you're right. They're, they are a little bit longer yeah. now that they've had the scaling. They were like 10 minutes. And it was just one of those things, like, everybody else after he left were like, well, kind of thought we were doing okay for where we're at. You know, there wasn't anybody yeah. who was like tank or, or being being very low DPS. Our heals were fine. Nobody was dying. Yes, it was taking us some time to get through it, but he was also pulling everybody in the world. And I don't really have a lot of AOE going on as yeah. a uh, right now, so I think that was the issue. Not a lot, not a lot of AOE, and we we're having a single target, a lot of stuff. So I just think uh, just time management. He wasn't having it, so. So that reminded me, so when you and I were questing on our Nightborns and we decided to queue up for a dungeon, we ended up in a Maradon. And after the third boss, which was not the last boss, the tank's like, okay, thanks, guys, oh, and yeah. then left. <laughs> and then the, <laughs> the healer did the same thing. And then you and I and the other DPS went like, wait a minute, the dungeon wasn't done. We're not done yet. So I, did, I didn't get a reward. It was still showing... Uh, a boss left up on the the sidebar, but it didn't requeue us. No. So we were just kind of stuck there. Well, it's one of those things that after you kill that boss, you get a thing that says dungeon complete, but the dungeon's not complete. Uh, did, did we get a satchel or no? No. Okay. You get a little pop-up that says, like, Okay, dungeon. I need to look into that because yeah, I don't know what happened. There's a couple of them that do that. Like, okay, yeah, it's complete or whatever, but we we have not completed our quests. Okay, yeah, because we... we sh- Normally, it'll requeue you for your missing rolls. It yeah, did not. It did not. Uh, we waited around a little bit. We we thought we'd try to do the last boss on our own. We couldn't do it, so we left the dungeon. Let the other dude stay with us uh, as we requeued, which turned out to be a huge mistake because when the queue popped 15 minutes later, he was AFK. Yeah. Didn't accept, which put us <laughs> at the bottom of the queue That's again. horrible. Like, ah, oh, dude, killing us. So yeah, it was. Uh, did we ever finish that one? We didn't. I think we just no, abandoned we it. it. We no. need to go back. We get that satchel. Wait, it wasn't a satchel specific to that place. Right now, the satchel of helpful goods isn't so helpful because we have our. our we have heirlooms. Heirlooms. <laughs> That'd be something else. It, it ought to be smart enough to know that if you have heirlooms, give you something else yeah. that's actually helpful. Yeah. 
So that's been our week inside and outside of the Blizzard universe to include the entire gaming universe of I Love Nikki. You know, questing in the world of Warcraft can be a very fickle beast. It's something that doesn't always scale properly, doesn't always stand the test of time, but we're going to take a little bit of a look at questing today in the world of Warcraft and kind of share our findings with you. You and I, Freck, quest differently. Very differently. Do you really? Oh, yes. <laughs> Am I bothering you then? Am I doing different it's, stuff? It is eye-opening. All right. Uh, and I'm. it's very interesting to me to watch how you quest. What am I doing that's eye-opening? I think I do things normally. One of the things that you do, which is it's... In and of itself, could be good, but different from how I do. All right, what's that? You will accept a quest, or accept three or four quests, whatever's at the quest hub. We'll accept them all, and that's normal. Go off to usually the closest one, which again is normal. But then at some times, when we complete that first quest out of the whole group of quests that we've picked up, you will return to the quest giver to see if there's an additional quest in that same area. No, 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 no. I did that once. Oh, no, no. You've no, done no, 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 no. This, this, is what, this is what happened, right? You've done it multiple times. This Be is in Stranglethorn Vale. Yes. And we're sent over to the quest area. The first mob that we killed drops something, which then initiates a quest. Right. So a lot of times, that first quest is like, go talk to this person. That person will be like, oh, yeah, go back to where you were and go pick up 15 things. They will go kill, yeah, 20 Yeah, so my, my thought process was, I don't want to sit here and do all the quests in this area and then go turn in and then be sent right back here. Which I like that logic. You've done it all a right. couple times, not just that one. Okay. That's, but we've been in places and you've, we've completed like, well, let's go turn this one in because he's right here. Yeah. And see if he's got something else for us right here. Yeah. Sometimes they do. And sometimes they do. And that is a smart way to do it. All right. I tend to complete all the quests that I have, then go back to a massive turn in and pick up the next round. Okay. So that's a little bit of the difference. Now, the other thing is... How you use the quest interface is different than how I use it. Okay. You will toggle and click on the different quests in the quest tracker, which in a group setting changes mine. When you click on it, it changes my interface. Which I still think is very bizarre. So yeah. what happens for me, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the mini map and I'm just, I mean, we're talking, you know, we're talking, you're like, well, you're in the quest interface looking at anything and you'll click on a quest. You know the little circle it puts on your map for where the quest area is? Yeah. Whatever quest you click on is what circle turns on on my map. The others fade off. So Because that's the highlighted quest. And also sure. that quest that you just highlighted jumps up to the top of my quest list on the UI. Which is kind of cool when you think about it. You know, the, someone's like, hey, we're going to go do this. Now, we haven't really played around with that. I'm normally the group leader when we do this. Have You're we, always the group leader. Have we, <laughs> have we experimented with... Is it only the group leader that can do it? Or no, can we have. Do it? Okay. Uh, we, we've changed it. I said, what if I click on it and change it, it change to free? Okay. And okay. Do you know my logic for, for clicking around? I would love to hear your logic for clicking around. Okay. Sometimes if you get three quests that are in a general area, one of them will be a very broad area. Another one will be a smaller area. And a third one will be in one specific spot. So I will find the one that's in one specific spot and go there first because when you go there, you're going through the other two broad areas. 
Whereas if you start with the broader areas, you might get that quest done. And then, okay, well now I need to go to this specific spot to kill this one lion. Now I'm killing more things that I didn't need to because I went around where I didn't need to. As opposed to like if I go straight toward the lion and then I pick up three twigs on the ground on the way there, it's fine. You know, so I'm looking for the most specific quests first, go there first. So that's exactly how Zachary Guides does it, by the way. Okay. Uh, so if you have the same scenario where you have the center the and then the outlining quest, yeah. it will say, you know, you're going to go here and you're going to kill this dude. But on your way there, look for these yeah. bushes or these berries or whatever. But you're not using that for... For our questing. No, 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 no. Uh, no. I'm, I, I'm using um, uh, Freckle just, Guide. <laughs> so you're just dealing with my extra 10 seconds to figure out where to go first. Which is fine. Yeah. It's, it, we, and we, that's a group effort when we both talk about it, which is the other thing I wanted to talk about is you really need to communicate with anybody you're questing with when you're group questing. Sure. There has to be literally constant communication. We actually put raid markers on each other. So that we know where you just, it's more for me, I know, because I don't like looking at the little mini map and figure out where, where you went. When I can just turn around and go, oh, look, I see the, the, the raid marker. Okay, let me go over here. And the way the questing works, you have to be in constant communication with each other. I'm going here. I'm going north. I'm going east. I'm whatever, wherever you're going. I'm going over the hill. I stopped at the bottom hill. Careful, there's a drop off. Whatever yeah, the case I'm going might east, be. but there is a big hill in the way. I'm going to go south yes. to go east. Yeah. yeah. Go south to go east. Got it. <laughs> happens um so we are always in constant communication with each other we're using a voice chat i we can't i do not recommend doing group quests without some kind of voice chat uh it just super duper helps unless one person is a definite i'm gonna i'm just gonna go the other person can follow me that'd be about it right some quests will share some won't share we discovered that with the breadcrumb quests um, as in if you pick up something off the ground does it count for the other person yeah, uh, there's some, we always ask that. Did you get credit for this? Yeah. Because there's some that, yes, you will. Some that, no, you won't. You have to get your own six twigs. Others, if you are, like, not in range of the other person, you won't get credit for something they picked up. Yeah, which makes sense. Whereas other things you absolutely will. For instance, and this wasn't a quest, but I guess it was in a way, when uh, Love is in the Air was going on, we queued for a dungeon we got accepted in the dungeon. Something happened, and I wasn't in the group. You all went into the dungeon, and you killed the bosses, but I got credit for it. I even got, like, yeah, the rewards. Bizarre. I got yeah. the rewards. Yeah, I got yeah. everything as if I was there, but I don't remember why I couldn't go. Something happened, and I couldn't. I, did, I wasn't in the group. I was in the group, but I wasn't with the group. You might have been, know. like, on a vehicle or something when the yeah, queue popped. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. On a flight point or something. Yeah. Yeah. So just remember, when you are group questing, be aware of any kind of interface changes that are happening from anybody in your party making those changes. Be in constant communication with everybody in your party and be aware that some things aren't going to share. Because you could go around, you could like kill six bears and then be like, all right, I'm done killing my six bears. The other person goes, I don't have credit for any bears. What, no. you, what bears? What, what bears are you talking it's about? It's typically when it's something you have to collect on the ground. Usually stuff that uh, drops off of dead mobs will be shared. Or it'll basically drop for both because you're on a personal loot table. Um, but if it's something like, you know, collect twigs off the ground, usually if I've picked up the twig, you can't pick it up. So one of the things I don't like about that that I wish it would change is right now we have the outline. We used to have the sparkle, now we have the outline. Give me a different color outline, like maybe a gray outline or a white outline. when So that I know it could tell me like, hey, this is that item for somebody else in your party who is looking for it. 
Oh, so just. So it doesn't just disappear off the map for you. Yeah, because yeah. ways you know you run around supposed to collect all these berries. You've collected your sixteen berries. Now that that little glowy thing goes away for you, but you still have people in your party who have like eight berries. And you well can, serves them right for being behind on their berries, <laughs> right? They but catch up on their own. You could run around and be like, "Hey, come to me. There's berries by me." And yeah. go, oh, great, right, great. Right, right. It, it could it could really speed up the process. Yeah, but definitely. Besides, you've picked up sixteen. You know what they look like. Suddenly, you picked up sixteen. You don't remember what those berries look like. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I can't find them now. <laughs> I used to know what they look like, but now, sorry, I forgot. I ate them all. <laughs> <laughs> and as I mentioned, these quests don't scale well a lot of times. No, not for where we are currently in the world of Warcraft. Okay, storyline wise, every wise wise. For instance, ground transportation. We get mounts earlier now than we used to get them. We have mounts. We can ride mounts at level one if you have the chauffeured mounts. Yeah. Assuming that's not your first character. Correct. So you're doing your quest, you're running along, and now your next step in your quest is to take this ground mount from point A to point B. Like a like a a, a night saber. Go ride this night saber. Or this Kodo is an Ashenvale. Right. Well, yeah. yes. Or was that a Kodo or is that a, something else? I think it was a Kodo. Yeah. A big thing. So you have to ride this. Now, that was an actual, no, no, that took you to another quest point. So here's the deal with that. You can't go ride there on your own, even though it would be faster if you did. You have to take this pre-programmed ground mount that follows a specific path. You get there, if, and then you can get your next quest. If you ride there on your own, they don't know who you are. Yeah, you didn't trigger the event. Yeah, they're like, yeah. we don't know you. Okay, hey, I'll be right back. You run over there, get the mana saver, run back on that thing. Hey, oh, hey. <laughs> Thanks. One I ran into the other day on PX. PX is a rogue. Rogues have stealth. A nice stealth. I like my stealth. I stealth a lot. For a while, I ran faster in stealth mode than my mount. So that was kind of interesting. So I'm doing this quest, and it goes, oh, hey, you have to drink this potion or click this action bar and turn you into a cat. And I think it was a stealth cat. I was like, oh, I have stealth. So I did stealth. No, can't do it. You have to be on, stealth. the stealth kitty cat to go do what you're... And it wasn't like you were in a, a phased world where you saw a different vision, and now that you're in this world, you can see these, these quest objects. Because we had like the one the other day where you put the goggles on. Yeah, yeah, and then you could see the assassins? Yeah, the assassins. Somebody. Right. It wasn't like that at all. It was just like you have to get from point A to point B. Once you're at point B, you can kill the dude. All right, cool. So as a rogue, I stealth. I go in. I see the target I'm supposed to kill. I kill the target. I don't get credit for it. And it wasn't an easy kill. It was a boss. I mean, it's oh. like, yeah. And I'm like, why didn't I get credit for this? And then I stealth and I leave and I go all the way back out. I turn into the kitty cat. I go back and then I killed him and I was able to get credit for it, which made no sense to me whatsoever. No. There was a little bit of dialogue when I when I walked up to him. He's just like, whoa, because he saw through my, my stealth as a kitty cat, but not yeah. as, a, as a rogue stealth. Right. I even pickpocketed him as a rogue. <laughs> like, I pickpocket just about everybody. You know, these, these quests, they, they never take into consideration or, in, or into how the mechanics were your, your class abilities. Uh, as your rogue, how many quests do you get where they, you need to get an object from a person? Many. And let's say the object isn't a key. I could pickpocket that. You would think. No, I got to kill him first. <laughs> no, yeah, you, no, honestly, you would think as a rogue, 
if your objective is to get an object for the person, you don't necessarily need anything from that person other than one object. It's only like, I need a key, I need whatever they're holding. You would think you'd have that ability to just pickpocket. That's what you do as a rogue. You take stuff off their person without them knowing it. But that's never factored in there. There's a ton of different class abilities that you would think would be able to help you in quests, like being able to go invisible, being able to slow fall, being able to, uh, you know, blink forward. And none of those are ever factored in the quest. And when those uh, class hall campaigns came around and those scenarios had you do like your actual class abilities, it was confusing. Yeah, people don't know what to do. I remember doing the Ar- the arcane one and I was um, stuck behind some magical barrier and I had to get past it. And, Just like, blink through. Yeah, but like there's nothing that didn't occur to me because oh, yeah. never before in the game had I used blink for a quest. It was like you got to look on the ground, you got to kill something, you got to figure out something. There's nothing. I'm like, I, I have no idea what to do. I think I had a little bit of advantage in that because in our last expansion when the Warlocks got the green fire, we had to do a lot of our warlocky stuff in okay. order to get that. Right. Which I love. I love when they do that. Yeah. What about vehicles? When you have vehicle combat, you have to go kill X number of things in whatever vehicle you're in, especially if it's like a little ground vehicle. That's got right. You might, as a character, be able to do more damage in the vehicle that you're in right now because of how scaling works. Yeah. But no, sorry. You need to kill 14 of those guys with this particular vehicle. Yeah. Oh, you know what? That, that did happen to us in Ashenvale. You know, we're playing on Horde Tunes and that little alliance camp that's down to the south of the Horde camp. We got a quest to go kill their big uh, catapult type things. Oh, and yeah. So not not reading thoroughly, we just like went down there and started <laughs> attacking stuff, and we were getting it down. We were killing those things. We're we, getting yeah, no credit. Yeah, yeah. But what what is happening? We realized, okay, we need to go talk to the flight master and fly around and throw the these bomb bombs on, on these. Yeah. <laughs> well, if I can take it down the thing by myself, why wouldn't that count? Yep. Because you're not on the thing flying the thing doing the thing. Yeah. Thing. So, I mean, I get it. It's a lot of effort to make stuff class-specific. And when they add new mechanics like that to the quest, it's just to make it a little bit different. Uh, Make it less monotonous. So going on your theory of questing is time travel on an alt, there are times when you interact with people who we've already resolved the story for. But, as I mentioned earlier... Now we're having Argus quests that are woven into it, so it kind of breaks it all apart, and it's not very fluid. Yeah. Did I mention last week that I, I got all the soul fragments for Elden <laughs> to resurrect him? Oh, you did? Finally? I don't think I have all of mine yet, because I haven't been playing my mains in a while. So. I did, and then the next part was to go into, um, I think, Trial of Valor. I was, <laughs> was going to wait till Tuesday to do that. All right. Well, I'll run with you. But it, is what I'm saying, though. It's like, I pick up his done, quest. Yeah. Yeah, I've been interacting with him this whole time. He's already, like, you know, rode away into the sunset. And <laughs> he's about to resurrect gave you the smirk. Let me go resurrect you, though, even though you give me the smirk in the final yeah, scene. <laughs> You'll find times when the quest text has not been updated to reflect the actual requirements of the quest. Yeah, sometimes they'll change a quest from needing 10 things to needing 3, and they'll, they'll say, go collect 10, and they'll say 0 out of 3 collected. Yeah, and you're like planning to get 10, you're like, man, I got to get 10 of these things, all right. And you kill one guy, it's like right. zero three. You're like, oh, well, that's cool. One of the ones that always I like is when the quest objective danger 
is nullified by how they've streamlined the game. Druid is a fantastic example of this. You used to have to go back and get all of your forms. You have to do something to get your different type of travel forms, your water form, your this form, your that form. I remember that water form quest was really hard. Used to be the water form quest, if you remember, this one I was going to talk about in particular, you used to have to go down to the bottom of that yeah, lake to get like the pearl, the, the necklace, yeah. or whatever it was. And, and you were, if you didn't do that like exact, you could die. Right. You would run out of breath. Yes, you would. So when I'm the first druid I'm leveling, I get to that point to go do that quest. I'm like, all right, cool. And I jump in the water. I automatically turn into my little orca dude or whatever seal yeah, yeah. he is. And I swim down the bottom and get it, swim back up. I'm like, What's the point in that? And I kind of realized when I was done with it, I'm like, I already have the aquatic form. Why did I do this quest? <laughs> I already have this form, but okay, yeah. it's, this quest is done. So there were a lot of times that when they streamlined the game to make things a little easier, it nullifies any dangers or any kind of challenge that that quest might have had. Although, and although it's not a quest, there is a quest mechanism in this. We still have to go back to our flight trainers to increase our flight knowledge. Yeah. Can't they just mail me a book? Can I get a correspondence course on this thing? Let <laughs> me take a written Some test. E-learning. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, hey, congratulations, you get journeyman writing. Oh, sweet. No, you have to go back to Stormwind or your capital city. And, and I'm like, man, I'm like nowhere near that place, but I want to go faster. Yeah. So let me stop what I'm doing. We're getting <laughs> close to that point on our Nightborn. Yeah, we'll have to make the trek back to uh, the capital city, back to Orgrimmar and... Uh, Take a Zeppelin. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. One of the other quest mechanisms that kind of bothers me is breadcrumbs. There are times that you need to pick up a breadcrumb originating quest. I don't even know what to call that thing. Where the person says, hey, go talk to my brother Pablo and, and give him this fortune cookie and he'll... He'll, 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 he'll know, hook you up. He'll hook, yeah, he'll yeah. hook you up. And you're like, all right, cool. And then you take the fortune cookie up to Pablo, and you're like, hey, dude, uh, your, your brother Chris gave me this. It's Chris and Pablo. <laughs> they have a fortune cookie company. This is our diversity section of the show. And so you give him the fortune cookie, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, how you doing? And other times, like, you walk up to him, like, hey, man, and he's like, I don't know you. Like, well, okay, let me go talk to Chris. Chris gives you a fortune cookie. You give it to Pablo. Pablo's like, oh, hey, man, could you do me a favor and, and go kill 12 of those guys? I think that's happening less. Because if you've noticed now, there is an exclamation point. Giant on, ones on the yeah, map. Yeah, on the map. When it when it's somewhere that you haven't been, and it's someplace, or have been, I don't know, it'd be the way. But, like, when there is a quest available that you can go and just pick up. Uh, like, we went from wherever we were to the hinterlands. Mm-hmm. And there's a big exclamation point in the hinterlands, and we're like, okay, well, we can go there. And we did, and we didn't have breadcrumb quests there because we hadn't done this stuff before it. Right, there are a lot of places so you can go pick up. But there's still a lot that you can't. You need something to introduce you to that area. Have you actually come across that recently? Because I think they phased that out. I uh, came across it recently. Okay. So I'm um, using Zyger Guides. Uh-huh. It was on PX. And you and I had done that one quest, a couple quests together just to see how okay, it would in phase. Okay, yeah. right, right. And it, it jacked up. Going. Yeah, it jacked up my Hinterlands experience. Like Zyger Guides Sorry. didn't know what to do. So I'm like, all right, no, it's no big deal. So I was like, okay, I'll go to this other place. And so I selected a different guide, and it was like uh, it was going to Ashenvale. But before I went to Ashenvale, I had to go pick up the breadcrumb quest in a different place to go to Ashenvale. Okay, but that might be still Zyger Guides telling you that you needed to. All right, I'll give you that. 
Because in our other characters, we just went straight to Ashenvale. That's true. That's true. So, yeah, it was free XP anyhow. Well, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah, it's one of those things I really, I don't know how to fix the issue or you just have to deal with it. I mean, I think it, this is exactly why sites like Wowhead exist. Because there's just, it can get really convoluted with the questing experience. It's still fun. It's amazingly fun to do. But a lot of times you just find yourself having to go to Wowhead to figure out what you're supposed to do or how to get something to work or how to turn something in or how where's this person at? I am a little concerned with adding Argus time uh, content back to Old World content because it's like they're they're throwing stuff in there to make it fresh, you know, adding the new allied races and adding some, you know, Argus questline and stuff there. But they're just peppering stuff in, and it doesn't mesh with everything else. And like all, all I want is for things to make sense. Yeah. Well, this game doesn't sometimes. <laughs> it really doesn't. I, I feel like, you know, the longer that this game goes on, it becomes like a Jenga tower. It know, really, that's just, a fantastic analogy. It really does. Yeah. They're picking stuff apart, and sometimes they're putting stuff here, sometimes right. there. They're not always building on top. Sometimes they build back on the bottom to add support. Yeah, so that that hints my waking out earlier, and that that's part of it is because I want the questing thing to like be logical. Like my, my time travel in my mind makes it logical. When you start adding in new quests to the old zones, it just throws apart oh, all the yeah. logic, and then I just I don't know what to do. Don't know what I to do. I can't handle it. No, it's crazy, <laughs> but it's there, yep. and that's why Wowhead exists, and that's why Blizzard's first answer is normally to tell you to go read Wowhead. Yeah, that's true. Because we, you know, it's been solved. This issue that you're having has been solved. It's on Wowhead. Go read Wowhead. It's a shame that that has to be the answer. And I don't know that. I don't really see this as a problem that they're going to ever even acknowledge it needs to be fixed. Well, no. I mean, they don't want to tell you how to do quests. I understand that. There has to be some level of mystique and challenge with it. Well, I just mean the overall congruency of questing. As far as timeline and everything oh, right, else right. and yeah. storyline and stuff being relevant, I don't think they'll ever go back and fix it. It is what it is. You're getting experience leveling your character. Exactly. In my mind, this is how questing and dungeons and raiding should all work. I think your quest line should be where your main story is. I think your dungeons should introduce new abilities and mechanics. And then your raid is when it all comes together. The storyline and the mechanics should all happen in the raid. That's what I think. Like, every time I see, like, a vehicle quest, you do a vehicle quest, I'm like, oh, cool, we're going to get to do this on the raid, and then you never do. And there's, like, this, like, uh, when we played the uh, Plants vs. Zombies, I was, like, so excited that I thought that was going to be part of a, a, a raid somewhere that you'd have to do something <laughs> along those lines. That'd actually be pretty annoying. <laughs> well, if, even if it was just one person having to make a decision based, like, and use that mechanic oh, to okay. base that decision, it'd be cool. Yeah, it could be. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. But hey, questing ain't always easy, but it's what drives the underlying story of Azeroth. Once upon a time, there lived a bat named Oswald. Oswald was very shy and didn't like to fly around with the other bats. They would tease him and call him mean names like Mouse or 2020. One day, Oswald decided he would show those other bats that he was as good of a bat as they were. Oswald saw a big bunch of Argusian grapes and picked them up to carry back to the den. 
but the grapes were so big and so heavy that he just couldn't hold on to them and they fell. The other bats watched it happen and laughed at him. Ha ha ha, look at Oswald, he can't even carry grapes. Poor Oswald didn't know what to do. He was just trying to show that he was a good bat. When Oswald made it back to the den, he heard some of the older bats talking. There is nothing we can do. That man stands at the south entrance to the den, and his voice is so low and throaty that it interferes with their echolocation. We can't use that entrance to get to our favorite grapes. He is just too big. Oswald remembered how the other bats called him names and made fun of him for dropping grapes and decided that he would go talk to the man at the south entrance of the den. Oswald flew out of the south entrance of the den and heard a booming voice. Oswald couldn't see very well and his echolocation wasn't working too well either. So Oswald tried to get closer to reach out to the big man and try to tell him to leave. He got closer and closer and was yelling, please, please leave our den alone so we can get our favorite grapes. But the large man didn't speak bat and all he heard was squawk, squawk, squawk. The large man unsheathed his war glaives and struck Oswald. Oswald fell to the ground. As he lay there dying, all the other bats saw him and said, that is Oswald the bravest bat on Argus. Then they all went out the north entrance, gathered the biggest and best of all the Argusian grapes, brought them back to the den, and sealed off the south entrance so it would never be used again. And to this day, you can still hear the cries of Oswald by the south entrance if you listen closely. Squawk! 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 The moral of the story is, don't mess with Illidan. He will mess up your day. Here's your random lizard factoid. March 15th is unofficially Jaraxxus Day because 315 is Jaraxxus' attack in health in Hearthstone. That's going to do it for this episode of HearthCast. Want to give a big special shout out to all of our friends on Facebook, our followers on Twitter, those of you hanging out in our chat room. Remember that is bit.ly forward slash HearthCast if you want to join us in Discord. Massive congratulations going out to Justin and Tinker who again unlocked the legendary status on our Patreon. And as we close the show, most of all, we want to thank you for listening. Face Jaraxxus, Eldar Lord of the Burning Legion! 